You are listening to the Girls of Alchemy podcast with best-selling author, relationship coach, and all-round good egg, Faye Murray, business consultant and personal coach, Lisa Richards, and me, Natalie, your host, the unqualified one. Whether you're aspiring for love, wealth, happiness, or just an hour of laughs with three friends, join us here in this podcast where we will promise you laughter, honesty, and inspiration. You are listening to the Girls of Alchemy. Hello, ladies. Hello. Good evening. And you're listening to Natalie, Lisa, and Faye. And if you haven't listened to the last podcast, um, to give you a bit of a background about us and about the podcast, it's basically three friends having a chat, enjoying themselves, and the reason for the fancy name, and it is a fancy name, isn't it? It's rather fancy. <laughs> it is rather fancy, <laughs> I think. Uh, but the reason behind it is simply to do with transformation. Um, alchemy is the process of turning metals to gold and it's simply to do with transformation so hello ladies and so we do have you do know Faye and you do know Lisa I just pointed at you the wrong way and we are videoing <laughs> this so that's really hi guys yeah, hello. Hello. <laughs> and uh, as uh, as with our last video as well last podcast you did get to know the girls and get to know some of us as well so each week we're going to be doing a topic and this week's topic is can we have it all and is there pre- uh, is there pressure on women Uh, to feel they have it all and why do we feel that pressure exists so how it works as well we're going to be asking four questions namely for the girls because you guys are the experts I'm just the bystander that loves to drink a bit of wine on the side (laughs) that is what I do Um, and we're going to be asking you four questions for uh, you know and just having a bit of a chat and a bit of a gossip so the first question is do you think you can have it all and what does that look like and Faye, I'm going to you. I didn't even give you eye contact. I was just jigging along quite happily by myself. Stop moving in the background (laughs) over there. Go on then. Do you you think you can have it all? And what does that look like? Yes, I totally think you can have it all. As long as you're aware of what all means to you. And I think it's really important as well, though, to remember there's always going to be hiccups along the way. You've both witnessed me rant terrible, terrible before we've come and done this tonight. So it's just being aware that, yeah, you can have it all. But what is it all to you? What does it mean? Does it mean that you want the fancy car? Does it mean that you want the family? It's just being aware of what you want and then remembering there will be things that trigger you mm. along the way. Mm. I love to throw in another question because I did say do four, it. but I love another question as well. But how do you differentiate between uh, what is society's having it all and what is it to you personally? Because I'd love a Ferrari and to live in Monaco and drive around being wonderful. But is that to me having it all or how is that society well, telling me I should? If that's not what you're planning, I'm not sure why we're friends. Okay. <laughs> I was planning to borrow that car. Right. <laughs> I'll be borrowing yours, I think. That'll be the other way around. So, but how do you differentiate? So. Um, I think it mainly boils down to the feelings. I go on so much about your feelings. You know, I'm the hippie one of us all. I'm the woo-woo. But it's how you feel. What do you really want? If something genuinely excites you, and we can tell there's that saying, and I hate it. If you want it bad enough, you'll do it. If not, you'll make excuses, whatever that saying is, because I did it really badly there. And it's not that. It's what, if you makes you feel excited, if you feel that you can achieve it, if you feel that you can get it, that's what lights you up. That's what goes for it. So society's thing is the... Is it what your parents want? Is it what your children want? Is it what your partner wants? Is it what you think will make you happy? Opposed to actually, this is what I want and I'm going out and I'm going to do it. And do you think it's a continuing journey? Because you you get to somewhere, you're like, yay. And then what happens? You've got to live for another 65 years. So uh, it, it, <laughs> 65. <laughs> She's putting me nearly in the hundreds. <laughs> um, yeah, I think definitely as, as I look over my past, it was very much material back in the day. Very much, I want this, that, the other. And I still am quite materialistic, if I'm honest. I'm, I'm quite happy to say that I still like nice things in life. But I do remember hitting those moments of being like, yes, I've got a sales manager. Yes, I've got this. And then be like, I'm still not happy. I'm still mm. not happy in anything. But to the outside world, I look like I had nailed it. Like, mm. Faye has made it, Faye has done this. But I just, deep down, I wasn't happy. And it's because I was really looking for what was making me look good. 
yeah. make me look like I had it all rather than actually having it all. Mm. Mm. I think, you know, just to pick up on that, that's really important because I think that in our environments as women, there is just so much stuff around us that makes, sort of leads us astray from our own passion and makes us actually ask these questions like, do I really want this? Like I have, I, I, I went to uni maybe, I got the job, I got married, I bought the house. I'm supposed to have kids next. Like, is, and I, I don't think many of us ever sort of stop and look up and go, actually, is this where I want to go? And I think is that's... Is this what the 12-year-old me would have wanted? Yeah, exactly. Because, you know, I think that's where these, like, midlife crises is. And, I, you know, that I think you can have a crisis at any time. I was, like, 26. So, you know, <laughs> they really do happen whenever. And it's when you're sort of going down that journey and on that road, and then you kind of go, oh, yeah, no, this doesn't, like, feel like what I expected it to feel like. And that is so difficult to differentiate between, you know, what you've just picked up as a young girl, because I think a lot of this is how we raise girls and, and how you've just sort of followed those steps that everybody told you was right, teachers at school and your parents' expectations, like you said, Faye. And, and actually, how do we get rid of all that noise on top and find out what our passions are because that is absolutely mm. the difference between having it all versus having what everybody else thinks you should have. Yeah, the definition between your all and society's all is, yeah. is figuring out what that is and that might be materialistic if that is your all, if that makes sense. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. if that's you know intrinsically what feels good to you and where you're headed and what you are really truly driving for then then go get it you know I, I kind of have dealt with my own issues of um, you know money is bad and money is the root of all evil and and then you kind of go well I don't want any of those materialistic things actually I'm going to have a homestead and raise children out of outside of society and I tried that going really left and then I was like oh no this doesn't really feel like it and I realized that it's because my bias has been something that's been given to me rather than being my own genuine opinion and mm. I think people do that, but the backwards version where they go, oh, yeah, I'm supposed to get married, I'm supposed to have kids, and then they kind of do it and go, oh, this is not what it was all made out to be. Yeah. And the thing that makes me really sad is the amount of people I see in their careers who genuinely don't like their careers anymore, and oh, I literally yeah. want to shake them and say, I think it's crazy, change. though, and, and if anybody hasn't listened to the podcast previously, um, Lisa is a business consultant, um, so this is, yeah, this is a question for you, and uh, I think it's really difficult that at the age of 16, or even younger, it's like decide that's yeah, it, do it now. what do you want to do <laughs> for the rest of your life please decide go to university or go on to higher education or whatever it may be and figure it out for the rest of basically and yeah. and I think that then sets a pattern of events into into like yeah into fruition I suppose yeah. that it then that you then go right I go to university then I do this then I do that and as you said I think then that makes sense where the midlife crisis comes in oh totally it's because when people have done that you've done it all and then you stop and you're and like you go, hang on a minute yeah <laughs> did I ever like look up to to you know really weigh up all my options at that time and say I could go left or I could go right because most people just sort of go well everybody else is doing this let's follow the crowd unless you're like me and I go everybody else is going that way I'm over here yeah and like so for me you know I, that's why I went to the extreme sort of left version of what I thought mm. life should be but I've watched everybody else take that really standard really traditional route and you know now I'm 33 friends of mine have done it the right way so they did university got the job got married they're all just about to have kids I dropped out of school avoided university got a job had some kids then decided to get married you know I did everything my own way and they're looking up now and all of what they sort of put on the the goal list kind of doesn't look like what they thought it would now they've arrived at it and and it's quite scary I also think people that are your friends and family can push you in that way because not out of any bad intention but it it suits them yeah because they know that that's safe and secure they know the route you're going to take yeah that's happy for them so you just think each generation goes and they have this midlife crisis crises and then they and then they think 
well, actually, I don't want my children to have that. So yeah. if they went to school, went to university and became a doctor, then that's planned out. That's great. Fantastic. Yeah. And, and I, it is. It's fear motivated. Mm -hmm. The whole thing is like fear of not having enough money, fear of not enough security, fear of, um, I, I don't know, you know, not having a husband, depending on how traditional your family is. A lot of that is, you know, fear of you being left on the shelf. <laughs> and uh, not having children because they want grandchildren. And what yeah, is this shelf? <laughs> Does anybody know what I, I'm going to find it? It's going to be full of like 40 year old, cool single Party women getting drunk <laughs> together. And they're going to be like, this is the shelf that you've all missed. Here lies the auntie shelf, the cool auntie. That's but it. I think it's important to know as well that going against the grain, I'm very much like you. I went against the grain. I went and backpacked at 19, but that was actually fear-based because actually like, I don't know what I want to do. Oh, I'll backpack. Yeah. Escape, escape. Yeah. And that's exactly did you, what I did. Did you have a gap yard? <laughs> gap yard. It was about five gap yards. <laughs> <laughs> did you have a life yard? Is that what yeah. you had? I'm still doing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's not actually easy. The amount of people that said to me, especially in my career days, as opposed to so much now, People you say to me, oh, I wish I had your courage to do this. I wish I was independent of you. I wish I was this as you. Without realising that a lot of that sometimes comes from fear. And it can be really hard to go against the grain. So it's remembering if you're trying to go on a different path and you feel it's hard, it's it's not meant to be hard. That sounds awful. But it can be hard because you're going against the grain. You're going against yeah. kind well, of what you've been taught to do. You're swimming the river, aren't yeah. you, as opposed to just sailing down with everybody else on your little paper boat. It's nice and easy until you hit late 30s, yeah. I suppose, or even mid-30s, wherever it might be. And then all of a sudden, you've got all those things, tick, tick, tick. And it's like, well, hang on a minute. What else do I want to do? Yeah, yeah. And I do think that the things that you strive to do that society tells you to go after isn't great for the other things for example getting a house getting a mortgage then ties you down to something then you need a current you need a stable job you need money coming yeah. in every single month so then obviously then that limits your options yeah so it's like whether or not you it's yeah it's like a net ever decreasing circles isn't it really yeah, yeah. well you're trapped in the cycle then and yeah. then then you find that it's so hard to break out because you're already running on the treadmill with the carrot in front of you and you're like and that's where I meet people mm. they're running on the treadmill with the carrot and they're like but this is what we're supposed to do and I'm just like but what do you want to do and they're like it's almost a question that they're too scared to ask themselves so when I ask them or somebody externally asks that they're, they're, they're like what they literally fall off the treadmill AKA the nervous breakdown, right? And then you then start to, because you fell off and you're all over the place, you start to actually think like, who am I? You know, what do I really want to do with my life? And, and that's when, you know, the, the guys go out and buy the sports cars and, you know, women, we divorce our husbands and we go get toy boys and, and all these series of events happen. When's this happening? <laughs> what, what, I'm on board. What's the date? <laughs> when is this specific? Is this a promise? I mean, this is just a generalisation. <laughs> I need to buy a special outfit. Hi, Adam. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> Why do you feel that people feel the pressure to have it all? And I'm going to throw out um, something out there. I think social media. That's my personal thing. Yeah. And obviously, you can't blame it for generations before us. Mm -hmm. like no, when no. social media wasn't around, perhaps that's then generational. But then I think that's what social media is. Jo uh, social media is just an extended version of your peer group in your family. Yeah, totally. It's just now multiplied over the world, basically. But yeah, why do you, Lisa, feel that people feel this pressure to like be grabbing at straws and try to have everything in their life, be that beautiful person that's traveling the world, that's got a stable job, loves their marriage, has three kids, but weirdly looks like they've never looked after their kids, but they're holding them in a fantastic pose. And I'm, I'm going Instagram on this. <laughs> one. This, is, this is where I'm getting my motivation from. But why do you feel that people feel pressure? Um, I think actually the way you've just described social media is so perfect because you think for previous generations, they would have to cope with like maybe their mom, a couple of aunties, maybe a next door neighbor and maybe the woman at the end of the road that's stuck her nose in your business all the time. Yeah. But now we've got literally the entire world delivered to this handheld device where um, I guess it's a bit of a combination. It's seeing other people's achievements, feeling pretty inadequate, feeling a little bit scared that we're going to all 
always fall short of what everybody else has. And the person that was perfect in your social group years ago was a rarity. They were just like, oh, that's Jane, or oh, that just happens to be them, basically. But yeah. now, it, it looks seems like to be every single person yeah. is doing this dream life, dream job, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Don't look at my Instagram. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Here she is. She sits at the table with us. <laughs> but it does look like it. But then when you're actually in it, people know it's not the truth. But yeah. but I think that then feeds into this, everything has to be perfect and mm. rat race that's going on. It is, and it's competitive because as a species, you know, it's survival of the fittest, right? So I think what we've done is taken that basic survival instinct and we've now applied it to success. So we've sort of gone like, oh, for me to get the most money or to get the best car or the best house, I have to compete with these people. And so we put ourselves onto like overdrive being like, oh shit, they're running faster than me. Oh, they've got more than me. And it's, yeah. it's almost like, um, I think an innate human behavior to be competitive because if when there's limited natural resource, you have to compete to yeah. survive. In my head, I'm competing with that Korean seven-year-old yeah. that's fantastic <laughs> on the Korean X Factor. And thinking, I was never that good at seven. Like, you know, you think, well, I shouldn't know this information that this person is fantastic but at the absolutely. age of seven. I think at a while, it's a little knowledge is dangerous, isn't it? And we see a mm. little bit of knowledge. So yeah. we see even, like, we've spoke about the school run on previous podcasts. We see these things and we think, oh, they've got this. Pete always mocks me from like, oh, they've got ranges. Yeah. <laughs> the little snippet bit that you yeah, see of so their we're, life. Uh, we're not actually seeing the full, everything they've gone through to get that, or if they're actually happy with that. As that saying goes, no one knows what goes on behind closed doors. Absolutely. And what we're too busy doing though is trying to look through that door rather than focusing on our own and going, what is it that we want and how can we have it? Yeah. And will it actually make us feel good? Because a lot of things that we look at are very what's the word I'm looking for, like that immediate fix rather than the long term. Yeah, it's that short-term gratification, yeah. isn't it? And will this really make me happy long term? Mm. Yes, a range will make me happy long term, <laughs> for the record. Yeah, if anyone's totally thinking will. of giving us three ranges, <laughs> they will make us very happy. Yeah. White, please, white. <laughs> <laughs> Leather interior on mine. If there's not heated seeds, take it back. <laughs> you can't say that. You can't get like snobby with your imaginary range now. Yeah, that's I'd like a gift to my absolute standards. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least I'm setting the standard yeah, for what absolutely. I want. And that's part of what I always talk about, isn't it? You've got to set the standard yeah. for what you want. You've got to say what you want as well. Don't say what you want. You can't moan when you don't have it. It's yeah, true. It's true. Don't, don't ask, don't get. To that's that, is it. it. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> apart from receive. social media, which were hacked to death, um, <laughs> is there anything else that you think that um, prevents people from having it all as such? I think it's more our expectations. It's our expectations that we put on ourselves. And also, a lot of the time, it's the fear of actually going, not getting it, so we don't go after it. Mm. So a lot of the times, if it's relationships, career, whatever it is, it's because really deep down, we're not fully going for what we want because we're scared we're not going to get it. So now we've almost got, because our expectation is so high, our fear of failure is just as high. Yeah. So it's like we're almost stuck in like stuck in the mud. We want to go forward, but then we don't take the action or we don't go on the date. We don't speak to the guy. We don't go after the career we want because deep down we're like, oh, well, if we don't do anything, then we've failed anyway, but mm. we've got a reason for failing. And we're I scared to fail. Also think that you can have that imaginary world as well. Be like, well, if I really try and I really put myself into yeah. it, that's where I'd be, but I just didn't. And that's the reason why. Yeah. Whereas if you really try and you put everything into it and you still don't get it, that's a bit more of a devastating blow, isn't it? Yeah. Well, we're, mm. we're just very good at settling as well. I think that's kind of, you know, most of us want... An e or some of us want an easy life. Some of us are prepared to kind of, you know, uh, wade through the mud to get to where they really want to go. And, and if you're somebody who wants an easy life, then, you know, be my guest. I have no desire to, to take you off that track because if that's your primary motive is ease, then you sort of are where you are because of it. Whereas if your primary motive is money or it's, um, I don't know, travel, if it's helping other people, whatever, if it is your absolute top motive, you will totally get it. And most people get what they ask for, but they don't want to acknowledge that they get what they ask for. Yeah, yeah. because I think then you want something else. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. I really want money. I'm going to work, work my bum off for, you know, three years to get it. Yeah. You get the money and then you're like, but why don't I have a family and kids? Well, yeah. well yeah. perhaps it's because last three years, <laughs> all you've been doing is working your bum off and not seeing anyone. Yeah, absolutely. And it's that sign I absolutely hate. And I have just remembered it now. I'm probably going to say it wrong because I always say the signs wrong. Oh no, this but, isn't the uh, going in the 
the water with the bad chip or whatever oh, it was. Yeah, like, that yeah. was that. that I'd do that. One. I'm gonna lose it. I'm <laughs> no, gonna, go I'm on, just go. Let it flow out now. Flow back go. like a river. <laughs> yes, oh, let no. it go. Go on. She's gonna meditate me. It, or it, medicate. Oh, it's almost medicate. <laughs> it's almost gone. It's almost Talking gone. of medication, for those of you watching. See, I'm so jealous right now. I'm drinking a glass of white wine. She's never going to remember this cliche. Excuses, that's it. If you want something bad enough, you'll do it. If not, you'll make excuses. I've always hated that saying, though, because I don't think a lot of it is making excuses. I think it's that you don't have the belief in yourself to go and get it. Like the amount of people earlier on, when I first started my business years ago, it was actually a particular coach that was like, if you want it hard enough, you'll be working at 12 o'clock at night. Yeah, yeah. Well, I want to work at 12 There's o'clock. There's that <laughs> saying as well that it's you have, and you could answer this, but yeah. the, that you have the relationship that you deserve. Yeah. It's what is your thoughts? I think you have the relationship for the standard you have set. Oh. Yeah. It's the yeah. standard you set for yourself. It's, it's all about what you are willing to accept. So this sounds really harsh, but it's not, it's all down to your self-esteem. It's setting the standards from the outset as well. The amount of people that go to me, oh, but because of this, because that, I'm not, but does he know this is what you want? Does Mm -hmm. he know this is a standard? And also it's a lot of the time we'll try and persuade ourselves that someone doesn't actually mean what they say they mean. And we've spoke about a lot of this on the radio. Generally guys say what they mean. So believe what someone's saying to you. Don't make excuses for someone else. Make excuses for yourself if you want. But don't make excuses for someone else. You get every, even financially, I believe this, you get what you settle for in life. Yeah, it's true. Mm. And do you, do you think that's because of the wider conversation when you have it with people that they're just trying to be nice? So then you then convince yourself that people don't, for example, so if somebody, a guy said to you, oh, um, I'm really busy right now, but I'll see you in a couple of weeks. If you're around, like, let me know type of thing. And you said that to your friend and your friend's like, no, you're beautiful. Like, of course they'll love you. And they, you know, that they, they can't mean that. He definitely really likes you. He's just busy. Like, or the opposite, you know, do they, is, does it come from molly coddling basically? I think it comes from a place of, yeah, that kind of people please. Like, oh, it'll be okay. Rather than just honesty. Look, if someone come to me, if one of my clients ever came to me and said that, I'd be like, don't contact him. No. Yeah. Do not contact that man back. Because if you do, you are setting the standard that is okay. But equally, from being that really insecure person, I understand why people want to cling on to that moment. I understand why you want that validation from that person. Because if they step up when they're so low value, it makes you feel like a queen. It makes you feel like, oh, wow, I really am that amazing when you don't feel it. So I totally get why people do do it. Do you know, I got to cut in there because it is that um, instant gratification versus delayed gratification. So it's like your friend or whoever's talking to you is like, oh, I can fix this now. And they sort of stick a plaster over it. And and I'm kind of the friend that nobody wants to have but needs to have in their (laughs) life. So I'm the one who's like, right, let's rip the plaster off. You know, let's be honest and have these honest discussions because yes it's going to hurt you more initially but long term you're more likely to get where you actually really want to go rather than just do that quick fix of like I, no, I'm you're an, wonderful oh it's okay you know I and just, I think it's mm. weighing up though where if someone's ready to hear it or not because yeah yeah I guess. because that's probably it can be crushing do. can't yeah. it you know it well, can it's be crushing they're receptive to hearing it or not yeah because for instance, me and Pete were actually talking about like this last night, and I was because we were talking about who I will work with, who I won't with, etc. And I was like, if I genuinely think someone is not ready to move forward, I won't work with them, even if they really want. If they're like, no, I'm ready to do the work, mm-hmm. because you've got to be in a place where you're willing to hear that tough stuff sometimes. And yeah. if you're not, even as a friend, I think it's important you say it from a place of love, which yeah. you obviously would do. Yeah, yeah. But sometimes you've got to remember you can end up being that person that's hated for it. So sometimes I think it's better just to sit back and be like, let them ride it out until they're a little bit like with children. Mm. Let them make the mistakes and know that you're there to pick up the pieces. See, afterwards. I'm just like brutally honest, yeah. no matter what the circumstances. Lisa, and I'm like, it's okay if you hate me. I'm telling you what you yeah. need to I, hear. I will hook yeah. you afterwards. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I get we'll more together. annoyed with people if I feel that they're they're not telling me the truth. So yeah. if I'm saying something and I feel that people are just trying to be nice and just yes flattery, people. that really annoys me. Yeah, and me I get too. really annoyed at them and I just kind of block them off. Yeah. Just think, well, no, nah, I don't like you anymore. Like, mm. and that's uh, the opposite effect. But I all also is the one that said things to people in the past like oh well perhaps it's because you know he doesn't like you that much or or <laughs> I love and that and that's why we're friends <laughs> <laughs> and then li- they're literally like how can you say that and you're yeah. like but 
you asked me a question and I would want to hear this back. I yeah. genuinely would. So me that's too. it. You know, I genuinely wouldn't be hurt. I genuinely wouldn't be offended. I would like to hear it See, back. And I, I feel kind of cover it now. I say to people, do you want me to be honest? Oh, that's yeah. a good little I, I kind say, of opener, isn't it? And no, then then does anyone ever say, no, I don't. Please Actually, be nice. keep but that then to they can't, they can't take it offensively. Can they presume it's the opposite. Do you want me to be honest? No, I don't. Well, he really likes you. Well, I'm taking from that. <laughs> You're not being honest. I double soften it then. I'm saying this from a place of love. I had oh, one client no. that used to say to me then, don't say that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to know what, yeah. what's from If it's from place. love, I won't like it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so if, if you're listening, if Faye ever says that to you, this is from right. a place of, yeah, just let, don't let her finish that sentence. Yeah. Just stop, it's going to hurt and probably make me cry. <laughs> So talking of personal things, question number three is that, do you guys feel that you have it all? Why do you feel that you have it all, if so? And if you don't feel like you have it all, what is lacking? Ooh, dun, dun, Personal. Dun. Pers and I'm so going to go to... Dun, dun, dun. See, we're going to fire this one back at her, you know, right? No. We're going to rebound it round yeah. to her I'm next. just off to make a cup of tea. See you in a minute. <laughs> she doesn't even drink tea. Look at the I wine. <laughs> Do I have it all? Do you know, I think this is going to sound... I'm going to go into my woo-woo moment. Welcome to the woo-woo. I kind of look at life as if I was... This sounds so morbid to die tomorrow sort of thing. Would I be happy? And the reality is yes. Does that mean that I have it all? Feeling-wise, yes. Like materialistically, no. Of course, there's more things I want. There's more experiences I want to have. She's I want waiting to on go that to range safari. Over. I was going to go if for the, the safari range comes. in the range. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now you've or got a purpose a for yeah. it. <laughs> yes, now we are personalised. So basically we need some African prince or something to... to Sorry, do you know Pete. what it's called in Africa? Sorry, guys. Do you know what it's called, it's called in Africa? They're called blessers. Blessers. They're called blessers. Wow. And it's, do you it's want me to tell Pete that you're trying to push him <laughs> out? <laughs> she wants <laughs> to be taken away on safari the, in her new range. No, yeah. uh, the reason why I know it's called a blesser is because when I've gone away and I've, I've managed events and I've looked after people's food, the African girls have called me the blesser. Oh, yeah. Well, that's so why you go back, isn't it? I'm I sausage am the it, basically. <laughs> yeah, that's what I am. Right. I'm the bringer of life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you would feel quite content if, yeah. if, you know, if it was to end... So you feel like you do have it all? Yeah, I do have it all in the regard to the fact that how I feel about my life and the fact that I feel very much in control of where I'm going, but more so I feel in control of being able to deal with stuff that comes up. Mm -hmm. One of the things I truly believe now through, and I didn't used to believe this is, but no matter what life hand throws at me, sorry, I'll handle it. Yeah. Whether it's good, bad, whether it crushes me into the ground, I will handle it. And I think that's really powerful when you can get to a stage in your life where you know you've overcome so much stuff that you can go, I'll handle it. Mm. No matter what it throws, no matter how much it crushes me into the ground, I will get back up again. And I think that's so powerful, especially even with relationships, careers, everything. Like, However much I say to all my clients, it's not about falling in love with somebody and needing them. It's about yeah. falling in love and wanting them. If that, if someone was to leave the next day, yeah, you'd be crushed, but you want to know you'd get back up again. And it, that's the big difference. Mm. Mm. Profound. Mm. Profound. I said, Profound. It, I said I was going woo woo. <laughs> <laughs> she starts using the words energy. That's I haven't it. done energy tonight. No, you have not yet. Day. Not yet. Not yet. This time. <laughs> Same yeah, question time, to you on. then, Lisa. Same <laughs> question to you. Um, do you know if I was uh, permanently satisfied and felt I had it all, I wouldn't make much of a good business person because I'd never be strong striving for any more so I think 80% uh, of me and certainly yeah. from like an inner peace type of, of way yes I'm at a place where I create my own happiness and I'm not re reliant on external things so I don't need any of the things yeah. that I have to make me happy so that's a nice place to be at but uh, have I stopped um, wanting more no mm. but I don't need those things to fulfill me so they are really you know the the toys I want to now play with versus mm. the things that I need to achieve yeah. in my life to feel like I've somehow arrived somewhere you know like you said Faye I don't um you know, I don't feel, if everything just paused and sort of stabilised and stayed as it was, then cool, you know, like yeah. it's, it's going to be quite nice and cushy and easy. Um, but I like the uphill climb. So I've always got that part of me that's got 
a bit of dissatisfaction, a bit of a perfectionist, a bit of somebody who always wants a bit more. And I kind of like that part of me, yeah, that's, that's especially really in the honest, business. Though, because yeah. you saying that is a really good way of looking at it because however much I'm very content and very in love with where I am in life, if someone were to say, oh, you'll be exactly the same place in 20 years, I'd be like, no, 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 no. Yeah. There's so much more I want to achieve and do. So that's There's a, a lot really of happiness in progression, but that yeah. doesn't mean that you're not happy now. Yeah. That's yeah, it's the snapshot, perfect. isn't it? It's like the snapshot of my life now is good, um, but I do want to change that tomorrow there's going to be something I'm striving for and the day after there's going to be something I'm striving for and maybe in a few years time I don't even want to be doing the stuff that I'm doing and I'm somewhere yeah. else totally different and I think if in this current moment you feel a sense of happiness and that you are on your you know your, your passionate journey um then that's all you can ask because yeah. who knows what we're going to feel like tomorrow, you know, or the year after. Maybe um, we want to go somewhere For else. me, it's very much about experiences in life. I'm really about experiences and it really is each to own for what they want. But I think when we're really small children, we're all about the excitement and what Just we can learn, what moment. we can see. Yeah, mm. it's, it's all the excitement. And for me, it's very much about what you can experience from life and mm. what it is that you can really get out of life as well. See, that's another thing. Uh, thing for me that's really interesting in having both of you two here because you both confess that you are different people in regards yeah. to how you face things and obviously you're coming at it from a relationship point of view um, uh, obviously relationship coach that you're that's your focus you're coming at it from a business point of view but I think that's two things that that's one thing that is very very set the same yeah. you're going to have a happy base but you can still want to progress and strive and yeah. that doesn't mean that thing you're you're doing isn't happy especially in business business I think you know if, if the guy that invented blockbuster was like yes this is going to be our year let's chill out you know yeah. no mate like it, it's <laughs> got to be constantly evolving hasn't it especially yeah. with in business and relationships yeah. as well because circumstances change but that's really interesting that it's a parallel yeah. between the two even though it's completely come at the uh, yeah it's completely different angles it's it's the same resolution well I think yeah. it's um Richard Banner that says as a person you're either getting better or you're getting worse mm -hmm. like there is that no kind of just staying still it's almost like stagnant isn't it so yeah I think it's definitely about progression it's what progression means to you because for some people like for me it's that freedom experiences for the people maybe it is climbing the corporate ladder it's whatever it means yeah, to it's you. It's where you want to go, isn't it? It's where but you want to go, what you want to achieve, and are you And it's being path? honest, though, isn't it, about what you truly want? Because, again, it can be easy to say, oh, well, I got into this career, like we were saying before, 16 to 18, or I got in that relationship really young. Yeah. Like, it's so easy to get stuck on the treadmill, like you said. So it's about being having mm. the courage to be honest with yourself and go, is this where I still want to be in 20 years' time, or do I want something different? And you can, you can tell me whether this is right or wrong, but for me, I think figuring out what you want in the future it's better to go back to the past like in regards to for I had a few years of just like weirdness just chasing things I weirdness. think that, just weirdness like just the <laughs> shiny gold yeah. things like oh over here yeah oh, no, kind of there. but just like chasing things because they were unattainable and then when I got them I was like oh no oh, yeah, God, this I, I don't it. really want this anymore <laughs> and it was I'm really so bizarre we're recording that for the <laughs> yeah 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 I'm, I'm quite like yeah <laughs> sorry about the hands everyone <laughs> but you, you get that's me chasing it that weird gold shiny thing in the sky <laughs> it's not the sun um, but the, yeah chasing it and then getting there and being like oh okay I don't really want that and I did that for mm. a few years and then the only time that I then came to realise what I really wanted to do as a career was when I went back to me being a kid yeah. and the things that I enjoy are performance dance um, performance leads into presenting any type of stuff like that I enjoy anything to do with theatre the arts and I love nature so the stuff that I've done around that is like that is then what I thought oh okay actually that truly is making me happy yeah so if I can pursue that even if it levels out and as you said doesn't ever you know I'm not the, the future Holly Willy Booby hey Holly Willy Booby if you're listening um, <laughs> friend. <laughs> hi friend um if if that never comes then at least if you're doing something that's scratching that itch it's better than doing the thing that yeah. wasn't basically and I was doing the chasing yeah because sometimes people are just chasing like the progression and the recognition so they'll get into anything where they can progress and anything where they're recognized and they'll go like oh you know I'm general manager of yes. a tile store okay cool like I've been looking for tiles. other stores <laughs> are available <laughs> looking for my kitchen tiles um but you know they're, they're doing that and and that's cool and you've progressed and I'm really happy for you but like is 
was that the plan? And I think it's because we do this depressing thing of saying to our teens, you know, what do you want to do forever? Well, I'm sorry, and all careers advisors, please note, the day is not the same. You do not have to do the same thing today. You don't have to do the same thing tomorrow, let alone for a lifetime. There's nothing, you know, disingenuine about, you know, being a car salesman one day and then being a factory owner and then deciding you want to go into fashion. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Your passions and interests change. We grow and develop as people. And I think to say to, uh, you know, our young people where they're just starting to understand after all those years of schooling, you know, where am I really passionate? What am I really into? And then we go, ah, oh, but the, 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 hang on, there's a word, the, um, clicky dancey person? Yeah. <laughs> <Work>. Disco man? <laughs> okay, no. The claws. Disco guy. <laughs> Climby disco guy. That was That's him. only going to be relevant if you're watching it, by the way. <laughs> yeah. This is the weird hand Anyone movement. just on the podcast is going, what? <laughs> what Were they, they all drinking about? wine? Yeah. <laughs> right. So I'm sorry, everybody. The clause in that is, um, uh, and now I've lost my trail of thought. So, <laughs> so who knows? No, who I, knows where I was going with it? <laughs> but it's But that leads into our fourth and final question, actually. And the question is, if you were to give advice to somebody that is, you know, they've got everything in their life, they're ticking off all these boxes, but they're not happy, what would your advice be to scratch it all back and to figure out what is going to make them happy and to be able to have it all, as it were? Uh, Lisa? See, Faye, I'm going to get myself really back on track now and not, not digress into anything Serious else. Serious business, Faye. Right, so let me Breathe. think. What would I, my, the advice that I would offer? Um, I think what you were saying, Nat Natalie, is so important about kind of taking yourself what, back. the whole of it? Like 100% of I what I I think I it was this that got me inspired, <laughs> yeah. like the hand movements, and then I digressed. I told this. you I like dance. <laughs> I told you like form. We should just wrap it up and we'll just do a little <laughs> dance video. Um, do you know, it's that going back to who I was before expectation and society and parents and, you know, everybody got hold of me. It's kind of, if for you, it made sense to think back to when you was a child and think, okay, what was I really passionate about? What did I love? Mm. And for a lot of people, I think that'll be the only way that they really get to sort of the true source of, of where their passions are. But, you know, perhaps it's something that you've come across as an adult you know really sit and think for me it's a feeling right when yeah. did I feel butterflies when did I like really like if you shut your eyes and and feel that kind of energy of like when was I really alive when was I really inspired what was I doing at the time and you almost have to you know take them out of their box you know unpack yourself and mm. say like what did I love and what did I hate and if you're somebody who likes to draw mind maps or write lists or whatever it is that feels right get it out of your head get it down and and actually look at your life and where it is and say what do I hate put like a big red cross through it and make yourself committed to get rid of that and replace it with something that you really want to do and something that you're really passionate about. And if you don't know, because some people are so numbed by the experience of, you know, the journey that everybody says you should go on, go and do weird stuff. That's my <laughs> advice, right? Get yourself out of your normal routine. Get yourself routine. a face tattoo. Do a face tattoo face if tattoo, it feels right to you. you know? I'm, I mean, I'm just not make sure you that idea, for no. the record. I'm not saying that to anybody. No. <laughs> you're, not, you're not signing up for that? That's disclaimer. Don't yeah. do that. <laughs> yeah. but I've got, um, I've got, I'm out. Yeah. I've got a friend, though, that um, and the face tattoo's gone to her and a really, really good friend and she does have, we were on a, an event um, and she did get a face tattoo because there was a tattooist there and he was tattooing people and she was like, I want a face tattoo so she went and she got one on the side of her face and I was like that is insane that like that that you could just do that but at the core of it we're exactly the same person we yeah. are exactly the same person and it's because probably as kids we were the same people but now like life has took over she's got different interests I've got different interests face tattoos um and, <laughs> and but it comes together and you think well if if yeah, if our seven-year-old self met each other, we'd probably love each other as much as we do now. It just why does it all of a sudden mean that we shouldn't technically be friends because we don't uh, interested in the same things, etc., yeah. etc. Like, and it's just some of us bow very easily to societal pressure, and, yeah. and that's where we kind of 
you know, dampen ourselves down. And to be honest, that's a whole other podcast. Let's talk about women making <laughs> themselves smaller to fit in. Um, but, you know, some of us bow to it very easily and some of us fight it every step of the way. And those of us that fight it, I think we, we're generally more in touch with our passions because mm. we haven't had to sort of numb ourselves. And it's getting those people that are on that treadmill and they're feeling numb, start doing weird stuff that inspires you. And perhaps it doesn't. And you just go, actually, this feels a bit weird. I'm going to go go-karting. Maybe I'm going to go rock climbing yeah. or I'm going to go and join the theatre or I'm going to go and volunteer, you know, in a, a soup kitchen, whatever it is just do it and if it makes you feel something then do it again if and it makes it, you yeah. feel like yourself continue yeah. doing it yeah just just chase the feeling if you're existing yeah. as a numb kind of you know treadmill well, runner chase the feeling that was gonna be exactly what i was gonna say like i call it all my fat play oh time. yeah she's one of them yeah. is she, know, Job she took took her. that was I'm, me too are you I'm copying her homework is this what I'm, you're doing i'm right even now? going to give it a name <laughs> playtime <laughs> <laughs> and also, I must say, did you notice how Lisa dropped the E-bomb before me, the energy? Mm. She dropped the E-bomb before me. Today. <laughs> yeah, I always say to people, go and find something you've always wanted to do. Mm. That, and it's, again, if it scares you, if it does it, because what you're actually doing is, without getting too clinical, is you are opening up those neuro neurologic pathways for more. Mm. You are allowing yourself to expand because when we get past that first initial fear, it's no longer a fear, it's mm. a stepping stone. So go out and do that thing that you really want to do that makes you feel excited, but you're actually a little bit like, oh no, I'm scared to be embarrassed. I'm scared to. I, I think it's um, also, I think, and I said this to my friend, I think people care a lot less about you than you think they do. Oh, like, so true. You know, when you're like, I don't want to be embarrassed, what will people think? I don't think people think that much a lot of the time, and it's and it, and because you, you're it's egocentric and you are kind of like, but everyone will think this. Yeah. Some people you do things and people don't even notice. Do you know <laughs> you're what? Like, Hang on a minute, I've been doing that for three months. <laughs> and, and that's, Adam, that's the quickest way. That that's the quickest way to shut it down. Actually, when I meet people who say that, because they'll say like they'll feel like they're almost um, they have like low self esteem, right? Mm. And they'll say like, I don't want to do that because what will people think? And I'm like, oh. How, how important do you actually think you are to those people? Like, I hate to, like, burst your bubble and everything, but mm. actually nobody really cares about you. And I know you think, oh, God, that's a bit like, um, why would you say that to somebody who thinks they've got low self-esteem? But actually, it isn't. It's totally ego. You know, yeah. we think that the world revolves around us. And honestly, you know, you trip over in the street. Yeah, somebody might laugh at you in the moment, but I can guarantee within about three seconds, they're mm. going to go on Instagram or Twitter and they're going to have totally forgotten what you even look like. Somebody said to me uh, something about that, though, that was really interesting and they said can you remember the last time you felt embarrassed and everybody can can remember things you can yeah and then the other question is can you remember the last time somebody else felt embarrassed yeah and it's uh, like never probably not no i can't so what why do we feel that everyone can remember that really embarrassing thing or we said or hey how are you yeah like how are you like whatever you know like oh um, like you're the girl that does this on the yeah, podcast here i am <laughs> this is it. having a little so embarrassing <laughs> what's embarrassing about this <laughs> but it's true isn't it it's when yeah. did you last recognize somebody else was embarrassed and remember it and think about it after yeah. probably never but when you embarrass yourself you think about it for weeks yeah. i do why well, I mean, you might want to let that go. Yeah, should I? Yeah, <laughs> you should maybe let that go. That's why she made friends with coaches, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> this is it. <laughs> Welcome to my therapy session, everybody. For free. <laughs> and the last, and I know I always do this, so there's only four questions, but I'm adding a fifth. And this is how we're going to finish the podcast is, Faye, what yeah. advice would you give to your 16-year-old self to make sure that you have it all in the future? Right, I'm pretty sure by that's probably the seventh question for the record. Yeah, if, we, if we go through it. This, that's a great question. <laughs> what I promised, what question. I promised in this podcast and what we <laughs> promised in this podcast is that it is a insight and a bit of a chat for three yeah. friends having, having a chat. And if anybody has listened to mainly women, but men as well, having a conversation, it never stays on the same thing. No. So how would you yeah, speak to your 16-year-old self for the advice on having it all in the future? I think one of the biggest things I would say genuinely to my 16-year-old self would be to just stay true to what I really wanted, to stay true to my path. I got so easily blindsided for so many years by people um, just trying to fit in, trying mm. to fit in with whatever crowd I was then in, which then lowered my self-esteem further, which the other thing I would say to myself is, 
stay away from negative people. It's so easy to get stuck, sucked sorry, into negative situations, drama-filled situations. And that felt like so much of my life. And we've had this conversation before about looks and things like that. I spent so much of my life thinking it was wrong to feel beautiful or wrong to feel confident in the way you look and all those things. And even now, I carry a certain amount of stigma with that that I continually work through. So it would be as a 16-year-old and with someone who's got um, a child as well, I really feel this. It's knowing that you're beautiful no matter what you think you look like. We all come in different packages and we so much want to look like another person or look like this. Or I remember at 16 thinking that I was really big <laughs> because I was a size 10 and a size 10 back then was probably a size 8. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so scary. And when I look back at photos of myself, I have no idea why I felt the way I did because to me, if that was my daughter, I'd be like, oh, look at her cute little freckles or look at her nearly ginger hair because mm. <laughs> I've got very Irish hair. Um, but those were all the things I really hated about myself. So it would be really be true to you. Don't allow yourself to get sidetracked by other people for that short-term gratification, that short-term feeling good. It'd be really go after what you want and really believe in who you are inside and out. Mm -hmm. mm. I know, I'm going to get I'm a sorry. tissue now. Yeah, I'm sorry, 16-year-old <laughs> Faye, that you felt like that. That's awful. Yeah, but that, that is but genuinely it's, the and, truth. And it's so, yeah. so many else's, uh, so many other people's narratives as well, yeah. isn't it? Which yeah. is why it's important for you to say that to, to anybody who happens to be listening. As I get a load of trolls now, like she should still no, feel like saying. that. <laughs> bring on the trolls, yeah, we're ready, yeah. <laughs> Hello, trolls. How are you? <laughs> Bring it on. But, that's, um, but that is the, we've said about the negatives of social media. That is the positives of social yeah. media. And the world that we're in now is that people can have access to realise that it, there is more to the world than than your little social group yeah. and how you feel within it and, and X, Y, and Z. And you said that you felt wrong to feel attractive. And that yeah. was because the people within your group weren't allowing you to because you saw that as a, if you felt attractive, then you were somehow being... Yeah, it was a different, different um, dynamic within your group that you, here goes my arms again. Different <laughs> dynamic within the group that you don't necessarily feel well, that you are. It allowed me as well to have a lot of excuses, not in a negative way to anyone that's feeling like this, but it allowed me to be like, oh, well, that's why that really great guy is not interested in me because I'm not pretty enough or mm. because I'm not this enough. It allowed me to say small because I was so scared of how they were. Like, I was so scared of rejection. So by beating myself up and making myself feel like I wasn't and I genuinely felt that I genuinely felt ugly like I was bottom of the barrel um even now when we talk I'll catch myself saying sometimes oh yeah but I wasn't the pretty one at school mm. I find myself still saying and that's the stories that go around in our heads and we really have to work through those things but there's so many women that see confidence as vanity and they're two different mm. things and often people that are vain aren't really confident Anyone no, that has God, to put no. you down to make themselves feel better. Coming from a world confident. full of male and female models, I yeah. can promise you it's not the case. Like, you know, they, they look fantastic. And, and it, we've spoke about this before in regards to people saying about airbrushing and how airbrushing is really bad. Yeah. There are people in the world that look like that. They walk around looking like they're airbrushed, basically. It's very annoying. It's genetics. That's how it is. But horrendously insecure a lot of the time because their whole world is focused on what they look like. Yeah. And that's yeah, not a great I thing either. I was no, about to say, it can be the flip side, can't it? Can it? it can be, like, we've, we've spoke about this in private before, it can be that flip side of, well, people only see me for this, or people have expectations yeah. of me because yeah. I, I have this natural... Or people can automatically perhaps be spiteful to people yeah. that are beautiful or perceive them as not as intelligent. These are just things I'm throwing out there. But and also perceive this. them, how could you ever have problems if you're attractive? Yes. And I, I get that a lot with the girls. Like, um, I work yeah. with a team of models and I get that a lot with them is that, well, they're just doing X, Y, and Z. How could they ever have problems? Yeah, it's they've like, got well, it so easy. Yes, yeah, exactly. And it's that thing, again, that we briefly touched on of when you've got, got stuff or whatever that stuff is it could be money it could be looks it could be athletic ability um everybody expects you to have sort of you've arrived mm. and then they call it lack of gratitude if you want more or you want something different and it's like so you're, you're sort of stuck then aren't you because you're like okay well i'm i'm the beautiful one so i should shut up and be happy but you've still got this feeling inside that you're not happy and you're still missing mm. certain aspects of your life and i think that's what we do we sort of say well you've got this so you should be okay whereas i don't have that 
and you know it's that judgment which is, is a whole other podcast and I've like got about three topics just from that <laughs> conversation <laughs> today that I want to talk about with you so 16 year old self then Lisa what was your advice be to have it all um be brave I really struggled with that like especially through my 20s I suffered with anxiety on just whole new levels and I think anybody who's an anxiety sufferer you know you avoid adrenaline and like it's the your nemesis because it triggers you to feel that kind of sense of anxiety and panic and I missed out on so many fabulous things I could have done because I was just scared. Mm. And when I kind of dealt with my issues and had my bit of a breakdown and then rebuilt everything on top of that, I, um, I suddenly had this feeling of strength and power. And Faye touched on it earlier when she said, you know, when you kind of have defeated your enemies inside yourself and you know that you can't be defeated anymore it's like you get very in touch with that warrior survivalist person inside of you and then you start living because you're not scared anymore of anything and 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 we've all got different fears some is mm. failure and mm. embarrassment in front of others some is you know I don't know fear of heights or something more physical but so I would just say to people that are out there and they've got like it's so cliche but you've got your life ahead of you um, be brave, be so brave and fierce that you will feel scared and that's okay. It's just a feeling, it will pass, but fight it and go through it. Don't shy away from it because you limit what you do in this amazing place that we get to spend our lives in. There's so much excitement out there and you know, for those of you that are sitting home scared to do stuff, I can tell you, you know, it, it, it's not that bad. Like yeah. the fear is not that bad. Just do it, jump in the deep end and just go. Be There's brave. a lot of other restrictions that people are putting on you rather than actually sh what you should listen to yourself. So don't yeah. do that because, oh, you've got this to pay, that to pay, X, Y, and Z. It's like when it comes down to it, like the survival instinct, you can pay it, you'll get it done. Oh, you'll do it. You'll do it. So just yeah. try and do it. But the problem is I feel that you only find that out when you get into your 30s and then you almost feel like, no, it's too late because I'm not shipping everyone off to, you know. Yeah. The, the are, we, are we all like <laughs> resigning ourselves now to just sitting That's around it. knitting? But yeah, it's, it's, but you, it, you only realise that when you get to a point that you feel like, if I had this knowledge when I was oh, younger. Oh, absolutely. But then I was having this conversation with somebody the other day that I said, if, uh, would you want to be 21 now? And my answer would be no because I wouldn't... I would only want to be 21 if I had the knowledge of yeah. which I have now, but yeah. I would never have the knowledge of which I have now because I'm not 21. Yeah, if I'm yeah. honest, I would not want to go back and relearn. No, I wouldn't. I've no, I wouldn't. No, either. if I could, like you said, if you could keep your, yeah, and your go wisdom back. and go back. Oh my God, that's just the best of everything then, isn't it? I'd but definitely have my range. Yeah, <laughs> you would. Her in that range. <laughs> I'd have like jumped off, bungee jumped off a few cliffs yeah. maybe yeah. and stuff like that. If I was what? to give my 16-year-old self some advice, it would be that eyebrows are important, basically. Right. Well, that's Important. Yeah, because there was nothing there. My mum always used to say, eyebrows and lipstick finishes your face. <laughs> and for the age of Go, mom. <laughs> twenty the age of sixteen to twenty-four, I forgot that eyebrows were a thing. Really? Yeah. yeah. I actually <laughs> the penciling eyebrows thing, like I definitely was late arriving to that. <laughs> yeah. I think, you know, it's when you kind of get to your late twenties and you look at fourteen year olds on Instagram who are like makeup Glorious. professionals yeah. and you're like, I, I'm missing out on something. I actually booked myself into a makeup course to be like, How do I yeah. look like how these is this girls? Possible? <laughs> like, you know, how is that possible? But there, I for, for my thing would be exactly the same and that's funny, isn't it? Again, three different yeah. people, three completely different journeys. But my thing would be um be confident in yourself in regards to what you want and don't let anybody tell you that it's weird, strange or otherwise and yeah. just go after it and just know that know that you can get it done. Yeah, absolutely. That is the end of the podcast, though. And we are doing a podcast every second week, aren't we? Every two weeks, you will have a podcast live. And you can listen to it uh, through all of the different downloadables. You can listen to it on Podbean and also, where are we going as well? Various, all sorts. We'll be sharing links on all of our social media so you can have a listen as well. So that's every second week. And please get in touch and let us know what the topics are that you would like us to discuss. Because at the end of the day, you have two experts in their field here listening and ready to give you you guys advice so please send in uh, the questions that you would like us to discuss you are listening to the girls of alchemy and you have been listening to natalie Faye, and lisa 